We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. And that is the Jets general manager, Joe Douglas, who uh, came to town yesterday, had his press conference and everything, and it's nice enough to reschedule and come on with us today. Joe, welcome. How are you? Mike Francesa on WFAN. How are you? Hi, Mike. I'm doing great. I appreciate you having me today. My pleasure. Thank you. Welcome to town. Uh, good to be here. Excited to get going. You know, uh, when, the t- when they came calling, what was your thoughts? I mean, uh, you have trepidations? Did you have reservations? What, what was your thoughts, Joe? So, um, you know, when the notification came in, how he came off us and uh, said, hey, the Jets want to talk to you about their general manager position, obviously, uh, that was a flatter moment. Um, but also... Uh, thoughts were okay. Uh, let's get prepared for this, um, you know, and get to know the team a little bit. Um, so I was able to watch a couple games, watch a few games, get to know the roster, get to know the uh, players a little bit on on the film, and then uh, get ready. Um, and just you know, having a relationship with Adam, knowing what he was all about, um, with the year we were together in uh, in Chicago, um, I had comfort. I had comfort coming up and. You know, I just wanted to meet, uh, you know, the the entire organization. You obviously have taken the steps that uh, people take to 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 get to be the to be the general manager. You've obviously checked off each of the boxes along the way. Um, why was this the right spot? You know, I'd say this is the right spot one because I think the head coach GM relationship is, is got to be strong. And I think I, uh, I have an understanding of, uh, of, uh, Adam and how he wants to build his team. Um, I think, uh, coming here, uh, not having, uh, met Mr. Johnson, Christopher Johnson, and, uh, being able to spend time with him and, uh, having a comfort level with him and getting to know what his vision, what his thoughts were on this, uh, franchise. And, uh, I think after talking with Christopher, uh, one, I knew that this was a, a, a an outstanding person, um, a man of uh, of uh, high integrity, a genuine person, authentic guy, a straight shooter, and uh, I felt like uh, the way that he felt the the importance of chemistry and teamwork and building a what it takes to build a strong organization. I think I think those things align with my thoughts. How important was to have the young quarterback? I, I, very important. Very important. Um, you know, it's the most important uh, position in all professional sports, in my opinion. You, you, you have to have one to have uh, success, um, short-term and long-term, in my opinion. And having a guy like Sam Darnold, um, who just turned 22 years old, who showed uh, impressive flashes in his rookie season, especially his last four games, which I watched, um, you know, it's you can't help but get excited about a guy like that. Um, just watching his athleticism, seeing how he was able to, you know, quickly go through progressions, get the ball out on time, get the ball out uh, accurately, um, and with decisiveness, it was it was something that fired me up actually. You and the head coach only really spent one year together, right, in Chicago. So you guys became pretty close in that year. It's fair to say. I mean, not even a year, Mike. Uh, 
I think I got there in May, and and then uh, Adam got the job in Miami in January, so not even a year. But uh, when I was when I, when I first came to Lake Forest and you know went through the building, I mean, um, me and Adam hit it off immediately. Um, energetic, passionate guy, uh, extremely smart. Um, you know, we, we, we both, we both believe the same thing on what it takes to build a successful franchise, successful team. Uh, you know, it takes the right people and the right mindset. You believe what, what, what's your belief about a uh, uh, theory about what kind of football players you're looking for, Joe? I mean, what, what is your belief about this stuff as far as how you want to build a team? Well, I think uh, you have to have a talented team, no doubt. I mean, you have to have the required measurables. You have to have the right stuff athletically. Um, but, you know, everybody's at this level, everybody's talented, everybody's athletic. You know, what separates, what separates uh, you know, good teams from bad. And, you know, I think, it's, I think oftentimes it's the things you can't measure. Um, you know, the toughness, um, resiliency. You know, um, every season presents its own challenges. You know, and you're looking for guys that are mentally, physically, and psychologically tough. They can they can pick themselves up and dust themselves off and uh, keep going. You know, so um, guys that are great teammates, uh, guys that are selfless, guys that will sacrifice for their teammates, guys that have their teammates back. I mean, so so those are those are a lot of the type of players and people that we're looking for. You got you came from obviously uh, under Ozzie Newsom. Uh, obviously, we know the lineage. Uh, who has been the biggest influence on on your thought about how to build a team? Uh, my, I, that's a good question, Mike. I'd say Ozzie for sure. Right. Um, I mean, one of the best. One of the best for sure. Uh, yeah. I really, really was blessed to to work for. Uh, and Bear Bryant told me in an interview, Joe, the greatest player, the greatest athlete he ever coached. Was Ozzie Newsom? I think he said two. He said I had two. He said Joe Namath and Ozzie Newsom. But he said if I had to pick one, I'd pick Ozzie Newsom. Man, I hope I hope to I hope that I get to meet Joe Namath soon. That's going to be a uh, yeah real treat. Oh, absolutely. That's a big thrill for anybody. Still a thrill when I see him now. I tell you, all these years later, he's uh, you know he's that big. You know, it's there's only one Joe Namath. I I agree. But Ozzie Newsom was a I mean a legendary figure in this league. Absolutely, he's he's probably in every Hall of Fame uh, in Alabama, and you know, baseball, uh, basketball, football, uh, high school, college. The prof- I mean, he's just about in every Hall of Fame. And but it's not just. It's, I mean, obviously, everyone knows what kind of player he is, but it's the person, um, the most consistent person I've ever been around, um, and a guy that you know when you talk about leadership. Um, you know, Ozzy, Ozzy's not a rah-rah, you know, uh, scream and yell leader. He's not a leader that, you know, he's not, he's not going to be coercive. He's not going to say, you know, if you don't do this, you know, you're out of here. It's, uh, you know, he, he, he truly leads by example. Um, he doesn't, you know, he, he, he gives you the freedom to, to, uh, do your job the way you want, want to, to, to paint the picture on the player the way you want to. Uh, and he's just a guy. I mean, he's he's the greatest leader because you, he's the type of leader that you never want to let down because you know he's always got your back. I mean, uh, you know, again, truly blessed to have worked for, for worked for Ozzy for so long. What made the Eagles successful in your mind? You know, I think we're able. I, I think one, Doug Peterson, did an amazing job in a short time. Um, you know, we had struggles our first year. We, were, we start well. We start off three and zero, and we, you know, we 
we hit some potholes along the way. We finished seven and nine. And, um, you know, I think Doug, uh, Doug did a great job um, that that off season, and his messaging with his messaging with the team was outstanding. And it just became about ownership and accountability um, to each other. And I think um, I think we had such a good locker room, you know, with guys like Brent Selleck, guys like uh, Chris Long, and um, you know, we added uh, explosive pieces like uh, Alshon and and Tory, and it, it just all came together. And then you. You wrap it around a quarterback like Carson Wentz, who was on his way to a MVP season before uh, before the injury, and uh, you know we really had it going. And then, you know, having a guy like Nick Foles um, as your number two quarterback, and who just had such ability to connect and engage with his teammates, and you know everyone everyone rallied around the cause, and it just was such a special season, the 2017 year. We're talking with Joe Douglas, the Jets' new general manager, uh, an old offensive lineman. And and interesting, I bring that up for this reason. I think, Joe, that's the hardest thing now with the new rules, with the ridiculous practice schedule they have in training camp, with everything. I think that's the hardest part of the team to to build and to keep built is that offensive line. And and I think that probably destroys more teams than anything else in this league right now. It's really tough to get an offensive line built now and cohesive. Mike, it all starts up front. Uh, I could talk about O-line forever. I'm sure, but, and uh, I agree with that. And I think it's the hardest thing to do. You always want to get a quarterback, I understand that. But right, offensive right. lines, they don't get time to practice. Right. Uh, free agency takes your lines apart money-wise. You right. don't have any depth because that's the way the league is now. Offensive lines are hard to keep in one, in one piece. Right. I mean, I think, I think, having, I think committing to the O-line, um, I think a lot of people say it. Uh, it's one thing to say it; it's another thing to do it. And I think committing to them, not only with acquisitions, you know, however you acquire them, right. um, but developing them. And uh, you know, it takes it takes great coaches. It takes uh, great position coaches. It takes uh, great coordinators. It takes uh, great strength and conditioning coaches. It, you know, it truly takes a village, uh, not not just for O but every position. But um, you know, it's such a it's such a position. It's a position that is so technique uh oriented i mean it's things that you just have to i mean they're these guys are 300 pound uh you know ballet dancers almost with i mean the 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 precision of the steps and you know people people that don't know the game they really don't understand you know what is asked of offensive linemen i mean i mean these guys have to have the precision uh of a of a of a a skill guy and great flexibility too yeah yeah you have to have great lower body flexibility you have to be you have to have that precision you have to be flex you have to have flexibility you have to have power and you have to be you have to be really smart I mean, you have to be able to diagnose quickly on the move. You got to know when guys, when uh, defensive linemen are getting ready to stunt. You know, you're looking at uh, front tendencies, uh, uh, different blitz looks. You got to be able to adjust on the fly. So there's a lot that goes into playing offensive line. You know, and it's more than just big, long athletes. I mean, these guys, you're asking a lot of these guys. And and frankly, the way that these D lines are constructed nowadays in the NFL, uh, there's a lot of impressive uh, athletes on the D line. So it just makes having uh, offensive line that much more important. I agree. I also think it's key if you can get these guys who are versatile enough to play multiple positions because, you know, it's hard now with, with the way it is. If you have a guy who you can plug in 
like a guy like Deal was for the Giants, who you could plug in anywhere on that line. I mean, it makes such a big difference when you have these injuries where you have guys who, you know, because, you know, you can get a Dallas line, I guess, if you want to use all those first-round picks and pay a lot of money. But, I mean, for the most part, it's hard to get guys who were who tough and versatile on that line. No doubt, Mike. And you, I, I look back to our uh, the Philadelphia game against Jacksonville and London. I mean, we had our... Uh, our, our both our left tackle and our right tackle went down the game. So, you know, we had our starting left guard uh, playing right tackle. Uh, you know, he played. He he went he went from left guard to right tackle, and then at one point he went over to left tackle. I mean, so like that kind of versatility in a game. If you don't have guys that can do that, I mean, that can sink the game for you. And uh, versatility on the offensive line is important. But you know, I think you see around the league at many different positions. Uh, versatility is is important. Oh, without question. We're talking with uh, Joe Douglas. You know, you talked about yesterday, uh, and you made a good impression talking about uh, coming in and having a sense of urgency, which is something that Jet fans haven't heard a lot of, and also talking about wanting tough players and and tough-minded players. Uh, No doubt. I mean, I think think anyone in the NFL should have that sense of urgency. I mean, this is... uh, uh, this is an intense sport with intense people, and you, and you have to have a, an intense mindset and, and uh, a competitive mindset. And I mean, we're looking for guys that are going to come out here every day and compete. Um, and you know, uh, as far as the toughness is, is considered, I mean, um, not not only physically. I mean, not not just physically, guys that are going to try to you know beat you up, but you you, you got to be you, like I alluded to earlier. You, you got to be psychologically and mental, mentally tough to battle back from some of the ups and downs of games and seasons. What have you seen as Gase as a coach that you like? I love his aggressive mindset. Um, you know, I, I think I think one of the unique things about Adam is I think I think a lot of times you'll see you know maybe different. Uh, uh, in college and, and some in the pros, you'll see coaches that uh, they just want players for their system, you know. And I think I think Adam does a great job and does what uh, a, a lot of a lot of coaches should do, and they they tailor the uh, they tailor the uh, offense to the strengths of their players. And um, you know, I, he he's got an infectious personality. He's got uh, you know he's an outgoing guy. He's uh, uh, he, he has a great rapport with the players on the practice field. And it's been fun to get out here and see the intensity of these guys' work this week. You know, there was this perception, I think, Joe, when this uh, started, the way, it, the way it all came down, was that uh, you were just going to be the coach's guy. Now, I got the idea during this negotiation that that's not the case, that you came in and wanted certain lines of authority. Is that fair to say? I mean, lines of authority. I mean, In terms of who cuts the roster and stuff like right, that? Right, right. You know, who, whoever has that decision, I mean, it's not like you're trying to use that as a hammer. No, but I still, mean, I, I just think, think you have to break ties. Somebody's got to right, break ties, right, you know? Right, I mean, you know, one of the things that, that I'm big on personally is, you know, just the open lines of communication and collaborating with uh, – with uh, every all the coaches, I mean, you know, we'll get in, we'll get into uh, the the draft room uh, at some point today, and we're going, we're going to go over our team, and I, you know, you you, you want to get input, you know, from not only the the head coach and the coordinators, but every every coach, every every coach that uh, gets a chance to work with these guys, and all of that leads to those kind of decisions. So, you know, I don't think it's just just one or two guys making those decisions. I mean, obviously, uh, you know. 
there's uh there are some tight tight calls but um it's it's definitely a it's definitely a process where everyone gets to say the so but you think this is a coach you can work with there's no doubt there's no doubt mike and you know uh you check off coach you check off quarterback Owners, the other one, I've always learned that there's three things. That if you're the GM, you want to look at. You want to look at owner, you want to look at quarterback, you want to look at coach. Ownership here has been a little, you know, a, a little different, to say the least. Uh, could you get an early feel on that? Was that something you had to be comfortable with? And are you comfortable with what you've seen from what you heard from ownership? I am comfortable, Mike. I can tell you that. And so um... – I try. I tried to come in uh, with no preconceived uh, notions, um, and just on my interview, come in the building and just, just, just open myself up to them, and uh, just get to try to try to uh, get a feel. And um, I can tell you that I had an unbelievable um, conversation, multiple conversations, with uh, Christopher Johnson, and you know I think I do think that we share a lot of the same uh, vision when it comes to uh, w- what it's going to take to build a winning program here. We're talking with Joe Douglas. Joe, was this the first time you interviewed for a GM job? This is. Uh, or was, I should say. You're 42, which is young. Uh, when, how, for how long do you think you've been ready, and how long have you been thinking about now, listen, everyone waits for their chance and wants their chance. I understand right. that. I know guys who are in the same job you've been in for years. Uh, I know some of them for years. You want to wait and get the call. Why are you, how, for, have you been ready for a while and you've been waiting for the call? Or is it just now you'd say you're ready? You know, I, I don't know if you know you're ready until you actually, you know, get, get there. And get That's fair. There, you know, That's I, fair. And I would say it's, it's almost like the feeling like, you know, before uh, me and my wife, Shannon, were getting ready to have our first <laughs> child. Like, you, you think like, yeah, like I'm, I'm ready to be a father. And then, uh, you know, the baby comes is like, oh, boy, like, yeah. here we go. Uh, yeah. But uh, I, I can tell you that my first week here uh, so far has been unbelievable. And uh, it's been great getting to know uh, not only the coaching staff, but everyone in football operations, uh, people on the business side. And um, it, the, the organization uh, couldn't have been more welcoming to me this first week. Uh, have you, is this something, what, 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 what was the path that took you into the front office of football? What, did you go right from being a player to a scout? So the origin story of that, I, I was, uh, I was playing at Richmond, right? Uh, University of Richmond. This was back in the late nineties, yep. uh, many, many moons ago. And, um, didn't get drafted. No, did not. No, no. Okay. Now we did have, uh, I, we had a, we had a pretty good team uh, right. for, for one double a standards. We were, we were one of the top ranked teams in the country. Who was that? Reed was your coach. Yeah. Jim Reed. Okay. And yeah. He's, and yeah. He's a defensive coordinator. He's at BC now, right? He's yeah. At BC. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I can, I mean, I could talk about coach Reed. For gotcha. I, mean, I know who he is. I know. Yeah. Him. yeah. Uh, intense. I mean, I love coach Reed, but anyway, so I, I, I made the decision that, well, one, I was going to try to work out with these guys. We had two guys get drafted. Right. Uh, we had, we had, one of them was Mark Magna, who was drafted by the Jets uh, under Coach Parcells. And, uh, you know, Mark was an unbelievable nose tackle for us that uh, uh, ended up being converted to inside backer for Coach Parcells. And, um, you know, uh, he, he was an unbelievable player, so all the scouts were coming and, and working out Mark. And then there was another player, uh, unbelievable uh, 
a converted quarterback uh, from Pittsburgh. Uh, his name was Eric King, and he was drafted by the Kansas City Chiefs. And so, you know, I played O-line, Eric played O-line, and a bunch of scouts were coming to work Eric. They weren't coming to work me out. But I would jump in, and when after the workout, I'd hand scouts my resume. <laughs> <laughs> I'd just say, hey, look, I, I know I really don't have a shot to play, but uh, one, I'd ask, like, hey, how, how, how'd I do? They're like, uh, you know, not bad. But I, 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 knew, I knew I really didn't have a uh, shot to play. was, hey, uh, I would really like to get into scouting. And I, uh, I had talked with my position coach, Frank Leonard, who's actually a tight ends coach at Boston College now, um, about getting into, in, into scouting. And he had coached Scott Pioli. Uh, oh, know him well. Uh, yeah. I, I, I believe it's Central Connecticut. Sure. And so I was able to uh, – to uh, talk with Scott, I was able to interview, um, go on a few interviews, uh, and um, you know decided that uh, I wanted to get into personnel. Um, and lo and behold, I had an opportunity to uh, in 2000 to join the Baltimore Ravens as a player personnel assistant. How good is that? Start at the very bottom. Yep. <laughs> and uh, but it was great. I mean, just being around. You know, when you get to walk into organ- an organization. I went. I remember when Scott Mangini came to town the first time when they were uh, raw raw rookies. Uh, so right. I remember. I remember them doing the same thing. Right. Right. No doubt. And you know, just being able to walk into a building where you had coaches. You know. Uh, Coaches like Marvin Lewis and Jack Del Rio and yep. Rex Ryan and Mike Smith and you know uh, you play you know Hall of Fame players like Jonathan Ogden and Ray Lewis and Shannon Sharp, Rod Woodson and just just being able to walk out in the practice field and, and see and see those guys move around and, and practice and the intensity of those those practices and uh, I mean I was I, I was very blessed to have uh, gotten an opportunity there. And if I if I can count, you ha- must have one, two, th- what, three Super Bowl rings? Three. Three? three yeah, yes, not yes, bad. Sir. You know, the Jet fans would like you to get a fourth, you know. <laughs> I hear you. That's, that's, that is the mission. It's been a long time. You know, it's been, it's been a long time since Mr. Namath. So they would like to, to get it. Tell me what, what, talking to the Jet fans, what can you tell them that they can expect uh, from their team with you uh, at the helm? Well, uh, I can pro- I can promise that I'm not going to stop working until we find the right guys um, for this team, um, and uh, you know we're going to try to build a, a locker room that can withstand any any storm that the league throws at it, and um, you know uh, try to build a, a tough-minded group, um, you know a team that tries to impose their will on other teams uh, that can that can last longer than other teams. So um, you know that's what we're going to try to do, and. Uh, uh, and I, and hopefully if you do that, you know, the wins will come, you know, and, uh, that's, uh, that's what we're, that's what we're going to be working to, uh, get done. Well, listen, good luck. Appreciate a couple of minutes. Thank you for rescheduling yeah. from yesterday. Appreciate it. Good luck and, uh, and welcome. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Mike. My Appreciate pleasure. It. Thank Have you. Joe, Joe Douglas, the general manager of the uh, Jets. So we go from, uh, Pete Alonzo who has burst on the scene to the newest uh, executive in town, Joe Douglas, who uh, now is the. Boss of the Jets, back after this. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 